Slob Talk Radio. host Davida Shinsky and today I'm, uh, the show is Living or Live Without Limits on the Blog Talk Radio Network and today's topic is five ways you should treat yourself like a business. As an entrepreneur you need to think of ways that you can Treat yourself like a business because when you think of yourself like a business, then you are a business. If you just think of yourself as an employee of a company, then your attitude is very different. Five ways you should treat yourself like a business. First, define your business philosophy. If someone were to navigate to onepersonalcareercoach.com, and click on the About Me page, what would they find? Tim Ferriss shown a light on this self-definition recently. Oh, on his podcast, Ferris's host, psychologist Michael Gervais, during which Gervais told a story about how he came to develop his personal philosophy, make every day a living masterpiece. 20 years back, Gervais was asked by his mentor who he he was, a simple question, right? But Gervais fumbled. He jumped into hocus pocus about what he liked to do, what he did in the past, and what his goals were. The elderly mentor smiled and said, come back to me when you're ready. Young Gervais, the now world-renowned performance psychologist could not answer that seemingly simple question, but he endeavored to find an answer. What resulted from his personal philosophy? You should do the same for yourself as a business. Why? Your business philosophy is what continually reminds you what you stand for. A well-crafted philosophy will not have room for antiquity or loopholes. It will hold your feet, your feet to the fire every day. Before you move on to the steps below, then take a few hours and sketch out your own philosophy. What do you stand for? What is your business? What are your end goals? These will need tweaking, of course, but it's important to start below. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about my business philosophy. For a lot of reasons, it it comes from the history of what I went through as a child because I was constantly being told because I I had a disability and at the time society did not recognize its disability community. 
that I should sit back, do nothing, and be helpless. And that just wasn't me. So my business philosophy is how can I help someone else be the best at what they choose to do? Why? Because how successful you are today depends on your attitude about yourself. How do you think or feel about who you are? If you love yourself first, then you will be the best at what you can do. But if you really dislike yourself, then you're either going to be abusive to yourself or you're going to be abusive to the people around you. And how you do in business depends on how good you see yourself. To get you started, here's my business philosophy in a nutshell. Ryan Warner will always be grateful for obstacles. He will maintain the discipline needed to attack every task with absolute focus. He will spread love and laughter every day. And how that fits into my business philosophy is that no matter how many obstacles I have to overcome to succeed, I have done it. I have chosen to live independently and to be financially secure for myself and to do that I had many, many obstacles to overcome. Successful businesses are efficient. Value-producing machines. They have missions, create detailed investment plans for how to spend their time and revenues, boast a robust network of relationships, and take action every single day to move closer to their end game, whatever their definition of success happens to be. On a flight from Oakland to Chicago while reading Richard Branson's Losing My Virginity, I thought about what would happen if I treated myself to a business or as a business. What if I lived every day as the president and CEO of RyanWarner.net? How much would produ productive would I be? I wrestled with the question for about a few t a few days and ultimately decided to play out the possibility. I'm now three months into managing myself as a business and have experienced a number of positive benefits. I have shifted my focus, time, and energy to things that really move the needle in my life. I have discovered and constantly reiterate a life mission, something that guides every action I take. I've learned that I'm the only one who will succeed or fail in my own life. My butt is on the line, so I make every minute of every day. I'm driven to make an impact on the world. So that's Ryan Warner's philosophy. But how many times, and think about it, 
if you are running a business for yourself, what would you do and how would you think of it? Because remember, when you run a business, you really need to run your life in a similar way because you got to remember, only you know what is best for you. Often, you will see where parents will try to dictate to you what is best for you. And they may know, and they're basing it on their own personal experiences, not yours. And what may be right for one person isn't right for the other. Why? Because each of us have different personalities. And those personalities dictate how we interact with different people. You have the dominant personality who feels like they can control everything. And they like to tell everyone what and how to do something. Then you have the inspirational personality, and that person is very outgoing, very interactive. They can even be in a party and do business. Then you've got the reserve personalities, and those are the steadiness and the conscientiousness. And the steadiness is someone who literally reads the rule book and goes by the rule book and does everything very rigidly, while the conscientious personality questions everything before they make a decision. So, when you are looking for opportunities to grow a business, to think about what it is that you want to do with your business and your things and your feelings, then it's up to you to know exactly where and how you are going to do something. So how did I actually get here? Surely, you argue, it takes more than a simple paradigm shift or a thought exercise to take such huge strides forward. It does indeed. But as you can see from the benefits above, the, the work it takes to create positive change is absolutely worth it. If you're on, on board with what a business lens can do for your own life, then start implementing the steps below. And before I go into that, just think about it. When you see a celebrity, what do you see? What's that image that they project? And you know, I see things written about celebrities online that many of it isn't even true. But if, if the celebrity breaks up with their spouse, and, and they've been very quiet about it and not talked about it, what happens? Then guess what? Someone will turn around and write stories about them and write stories about what the breakup was all about when they really don't know. They're basing it on what would have happened to them or how they would have reacted to a specific situation. They're not reacting to it in a way that 
they understand. They're only reacting to it because they want people to think that they are best friends with the celebrity and they know everything about their personal life when they really don't. And the only people that really know what happened are the two people involved and their families. So when you read things on the Internet, just remember, take it with a grain of salt. Define your business philosophy. If someone were to navigate to onepersonalcareercoach.com and click on the About page, what would they find? Tim Ferriss shown a light on the self-definition recently. On his podcast, Ferris hosted psychologist Michael Gervais, during which Gervais told a story about how he came to develop his personal philosophy, make every day a living masterpiece. 20 years back, Gervais was asked by his mentor who he was. A simple question, right? But Gervais fumbled. He jumped into focus about what he liked to do, what he did in the past, and what his goals were. The elderly mentor smiled and said, come back to me when you're ready. Young Gervais, the now world-renowned performance psychologist, could not answer the seemingly simple question, but he endeavored to find an answer. What resulted was his personal philosophy. You should do the same for yourself as a business. Why? Your business philosophy is what continually reminds you, when you what you stand for. A well-crafted philosophy will not leave a room for ambiguity or hopelessness. It will hold your feet to the fire every day. Now, when you have to give a 30-minute or a 30-second elevator speech to tell someone who you are, what do you do? You define yourself by the company you work for and the position you hold. But that really doesn't tell anyone who you are. That's defined as you're a child growing up by the environment you grow up in and by the relationship you have with your parents. And you know, if you watch a young boy, he tends to treat women the way his father treated his mother. Women will gravitate towards men that, that will treat them the way their father treated their mother. Think about that. So when, how do you see yourself in today's workplace? Also, here's another thing to think about. Capitalize on investments. Investments are focused, okay, now, <laughs> excuse me. Investments are focused on how we spend our time and money. The former is the scariest resource in the world. We should be mindful of this when we commit ourselves to daily tasks. <laughs> we want to invest 
only in those things that move the needle in our business every day. What would a business do with a hefty helping of time? They would invest labor and research in things that create value for shareholders. Likewise, we should put our time into activities that build us up as individuals and enable us to offer value to our family, friends, co-workers, and the world at large. And you know, I know someone in the community where I live, and she happens to be 77 years old. And often when I will talk to her on the phone, I almost feel like we wasted time. Why? Because her whole conversation is always about what some celebrity is doing or who they're with. Why? Because this is how she truly lives her life. She has no real respect for herself. And then, and then she'll like, like, oh, she'll read Eckhart Tolle or she'll read, and then the expression she uses that I hear her say almost come directly from what she heard. Why is she repeating what they're saying? Because that's trying to make her believe, help her believe in herself. Because if she put it in her own words, she would not know how to say it. And, and yet, it's like she, she literally grew up in a home where, the, where her father treated her mother like the queen, but because the mother showed her no love or respect and that she felt inadequate in some way she turned around and, and, and married the first man that asked her because she was so afraid she would never find anyone else that would ask her to marry him. And you know what? She was married to him for 21 years, and for every one of those 21 years, he physically abused her, and she never left. And yet, when her mother came to visit and the Husband jumped on top of her. The mother did nothing to protect her. So what does that tell you about who you are and your, your self-image? And you literally have to turn, change that around. But it's, it's not just turning it around and believing it. It's actually living it and being able to internalize what you're hearing not repeat it, internalize it, and put it into your own words. Here's a good example. Spend a Sunday morning analyzing your strengths and weaknesses. Be ruthless about your weaknesses and really drill into what you want to improve in your life. Do you want to learn how to be a better leader, a public speaker? Do you want to be more present? For your family, do you want to be more invested in your job? What are your friends, family, and colleagues doing well in these areas 
that you can learn from. Often they tell you, you want to be successful? Hang around successful people. Watch their behavior. Learn from them. But it's also understanding and learning who you are. And let me tell you a little bit about my personality. I'm very outgoing. And, and yet, I was always being told and encouraged to hide away. Why? Because I happened to have a physical disability that my gait was off. I have no depth perception in my right eye. I have limited use of my right hand. And because I learned differently, my grades never showed what I was capable of doing. But one thing I was able to do was what that I knew that I always wanted to help people. And part of my training was in transactional analysis and in psychodrama. And I have a background in psychology and mental health and rehabilitation counseling. And rehabilitation counseling is employment counseling. And if I remember going to an employment specialist for rehabilitation services, and he goes, oh, we have these job coach positions available. Now, here's the book. You go find a manufacturer who will let you come in, and then I will, and then I will send you, and what you do is coach people with developmental disabilities to perform the job. Well, you know what? I had done, I had, I had gotten a job like that on my own when I was living in New York and going to graduate school. And here I was looking for an opportunity in something that I would be helping people with disabilities, but also be helping them in a way to live a better quality of life than what was being dictated. And yet, and I felt like if that's all he was offering me and he, and he wanted me to do his job for him, which was to find the, find the company that would let me in and then send me there, I could go do what I truly wanted to do. And I actually was looking to work with or had training in psychodrama and, and transactional analysis and was looking to do group therapy. But one thing I lacked was a master's in psychology and a master's or a PhD in psychology. So that was out. But when I looked back, I realized that I had, and one of the best things that I was able to do was stand up in front of the room and give book reports so that I realized that moving into as a professional speaker and associating myself with companies like Performax and Personal Dynamics Institute, who were, who were two companies. One had assessment profiles and one had actual programs that they developed that you can use and be a seminar leader. Then that kind of got me into where I wanted to be but then what I lacked was the actual funds to grow a business because being someone with a disability, I did not have the same opportunities as the majority of people of 
working somewhere, building up a savings account, and then going from there to generating an income selling my services. But eventually, as the Internet began to grow, what that meant was for the last 10, 15 years, I've been able to do what I do by creating courses, e-courses, and putting them on sites like Skillshare or Udemy. I'm able to do things like podcasting like this show. I've been able to do videos and market myself more as a career coach, helping people transition into working in the 21st century in how business has evolved from what it was 30 years ago. The second piece of daily investment is financial. How does a business look at finances? In simple terms, it's about increasing top-line growth while maintaining a tight bottom line. Incoming dollars are reviewed not as an, an income, but as revenue, and revenues are reinvested in the company to increase growth. Now, think of, of yourself as a money-making business. What sort of revenues are you be bringing in, and how will you get the best return on investment for the money you spend? We often need to look for opportunities that will help us put a business where we want it to. Now, we've been talking about how to take yourself and treat yourself like a business. So you've got the nurture relationships. So what is important and personal connections and relationships to a business, what they make or break a business. Success without relationships, there are customers, partners, brand mem board members, and staff. So when you're looking at growing a business, you need to think about, and this is where understanding how the team works. You got the creator, you got the advancer, you got the refiner, and you got the re the creator is the one that has all the ideas. He knows <coughs> what to do, but he doesn't know how to take them and implement it. That's the refiner. What he does is he looks at it and he said he looks at what'll work, what won't work. He refines it and tweaks it. He can either send it on to the refiner who takes it and, and tweaks it even more, or he can send it back to the creator. Then you got the enforcer that once you know it's all going to work, then you got the person who has to implement it and make it work. And then what you're doing is you're seeing a team that works together. And, you know, you have the boss who's the owner. You have the managers who what they do is they take 
what the boss wants, and they look at it, and they see how they can make it work, what changes need to be. Then you've got the employee who actually performs the job. So all of these things put it together. And the last thing is you need to maintain your health. Maintaining a healthy lifestyle may seem like a given, but many people ignore it. And I love focusing on health for my business because it often has the most immediate return on investment. Don't believe me? Hop on an elliptical for 30 seconds, then spend 15 minutes meditating. And what does meditation do? It helps you focus and key in on all of the things that you can do that can truly help you help you put together all of the things that can that can make your life work best. And remember, you can go to my website and that website is the number one personal careercoach.com and we can sit down with you and help you to put together a plan on how to build and grow your business.